what's up everybody it's chad from s chad grassy logic i'm here today with my friend cash um he's from dr green organics and today they're my guest and so we're going to be talking about uh them and some other topics too as well on top of that so uh, without further ado thank you for joining me today cash thank you for having us yeah, excited yeah. to be here yeah, yeah me too i'm excited to have you guys here and if you guys don't notice you have this fancy little display right here that he brought by to show some really cool product off uh i can't wait to you know talk about this you know you could showcase some um some product, you know, not, no one's really done this before, so this is cool. Um, you know, I really like to see this in the studio, you know, something like this, because, you know, I, I try to promote people to bring some product, but not everybody does, you know, so, um, you know, it's really cool for people to get a firsthand look at, well, exactly what they're getting themselves into. So, um, anyway, um, why don't you tell everybody, you know, uh, that's listening, you know, a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, if you guys don't know me, I'm Cash Calvin. Everybody calls me Cash for sure. Here since fifth grade, I went to uh, in Mexico State, graduated with a computer science degree, so. A computer nerd too, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I still went this route, you know. I wanted to own my own business, but I decided between that and computer science, and decided to go marijuana. And I've known Justin from Dr. Green uh, Hydroponics for a long time. I actually bought my nutrition one the first time, and he taught me a lot of what I should try to do for growing. I don't have a green thumb, so <laughs> <laughs> I let it go. But he impressed me for this, and I'm just happy to be here. Nice, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad you guys are here, you know, and, you know, where you guys are located is very interesting, too. You know, it's an underserved area of town. Yeah. And uh, we'll get more into that. Um, so you said you didn't know much about the, the hydroponics side. Um, if you guys don't know, listening, uh, Dr. Green Hydroponics is pretty much the only hydroponics store here in Las Cruces. When I first um, moved to Cruces, if you guys don't know, I'm Alma Water originally. Uh, when I first moved to Cruces in 2015, um, there was two hydroponics stores. I think one was called Southwest Hydroponics or something like that. And then you had the Dr. Green, which is actually right down the street from each other. Um, Dr. Green ended up moving down a little bit further from where they are. Um, and they're currently um, just near Valley, just before Valley. Uh, here in town uh, they're just off the road and um they've been there ever since actually it's been about quite quite a few years about six seven years i think now mm -hmm. they've, they've been in that, that spot so um i go there quite religiously <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, to pick up grow supplies and stuff like that you know nutrients soil um hydroponic stuff you know pumps you know air pumps sometimes you know something goes out and you got to go get it real quick you know like last year when you know i was uh, working in the grow you know, we had to get some, you know, tags to, you know, see what plan is what. So <laughs> yeah. I got to you guys just in time, you know, and, you know, luckily, you know, you guys weren't going to close down because you know, I got there like at 59, you know, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. A, like a, right, right. A minute before. So I was in and out within two minutes. So, you know, I was, I was really grateful for that. So you guys have saved my butt a couple of times, you know, on that side. So if you guys are in Las Cruces, you know, if you don't know where to get something, nutrients, whatever, even seeds, you know, they have seeds there. Yeah. Um, you can get seeds, get yourself started pretty much all in one place. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's a little bit history, you know, of the Dr. Green. I don't know the full background and everything. Maybe one day, you know, we'll get that history. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but first, we're going to be talking about Dr. Green Organics. Same people, different name. Um, so first off, congratulations on the retail first opening. Oh, thank um, you. How hard of a process was it doing that? Oh, I mean, it was tough. I mean, we've been trying to open up for a year and a half now. We've had our grow license for a year and a half, almost two years now. Like, yeah. We've been growing. But to get the retail open, we had to go through the commercial licensing and commercial mm. permits and the inspectors. And, you know, it, it became a process that we didn't realize would take so long. We always think it was three months, three months. And then we had to switch from one contractor to another contractor. And then, yeah, but eventually we got there this year. And, you know, it's onward and up. We're trying to move forward and get people to hear our name and finally help everybody out in the community. Nice, dude. Yeah. yeah, especially in that area. So where is your guys' location at here in town? Yeah, so we're actually in Messiah Park, uh, okay. 5555 Messiah Park. 
8047, but it's South, it's South Main Street. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you guys are technically on Main. <laughs> yeah. Still Main. Still yeah. Main. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys don't know, you know, it's kind of headed out towards town. You know, there's a lot of um, a lot of farms and stuff in that area. So you know, I guess your is your customer base, customer base so far a lot of farmers and kind of yes. you know, farmers' kids. We're getting a lot of the local area, a lot of farmers, a lot of workers. Um, they usually show up like after three or four. We're trying to work on our hours actually because we started at seven thirty a.m. to seven thirty p.m. Okay, but morning shift is kind of dead. Like everyone's trying to get to work. <laughs> it's the thing there. Yeah, you need something on the way just to hand them. You know, driving by. Here you yeah, go. Like, <laughs> the drive-through. I'm sure we'll pick up in the mornings. But at yeah. the moment, yeah, it's we're looking to probably switch from nine to nine so that way we can get the evening crew and work that route. And you know, a lot of people tell me, you know, from the retail places that they normally start getting busy around seven p.m. You know, it's like kind of like peak hour form. It's mm -hmm. like we just start ramping up around that time. You know, a lot of places are closing at seven thirty or eight. You yeah. know, so people are coming <laughs> in. So um, that's good. That you know, that's great that you guys are you know paying attention to you know the environment. You know, and the customer uh, base. Yeah, exactly. You know, and changing and adapting. I call it a super gumby. You know, it's it's always flexible. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we're gonna have to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that's how this industry is. You have to be flexible. You always do. It's always changing. You know, it's an ever morphing kind of you know thing that's happening in new mexico we're still in an unstable market you know that bubble is still going but we're going to talk about the bubble here in a little bit um <laughs> so you guys just had a um a grand opening right yes yeah how'd that go it went great yeah. i mean we had a 19th of the 20th of may our grand opening and we had a dunk tank and we had a dj and free popcorn and everything we had a good turnout quality turnout all the friends and family came nice. a couple of new people in the area too because they were the locations but yeah it was a great turnout and Nice. We're looking forward to it. We had a lot of repeat customers. I mean, the pricing is for the customers. It's not really like any other dispensary in town. We're not doing anything like that. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And it's great to see because I was actually there. Um, you know, I got to meet, meet, you know, that's the first time I met Cash. Um, and so I got to, you know, really go in and, you know, experience the dispensary itself. Really like it. Um, you know, from the outside, you don't really expect it to look the way it does on the inside. You're like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. Um, you know, I saw the dunk booth and everything. But by the time I got there, it kind of ramped, ramped down, you know, vamped down a little bit, which is yeah. what I wanted. You know, I wanted it to be just a little bit more chill, you know, instead of catching you guys like, hey, how's it going? All right, talk to you later. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it was a really um, opportune time for me to, you know, to go. And I was like, okay, I think this is good. And I did. I saw the, the $5 grams, yes. you know, and I, mm -hmm. I was really surprised. You know, the, of course, a lot of people were misunderstood what a $5 gram is. This $5 gram had 4%, you know, terps on it. Um, you know, it wasn't high on THC, but as you guys know, I love terps. And if it's high on terps, I'm probably going to get it. Yes. Um, and, you know, the industry itself is kind of a little slow when it comes to that. So I'm kind of benefiting at the mm -hmm. moment because the lower <laughs> THC ones are kind of better. <laughs> In many people's opinions. Yeah, I'll yeah. judge the numbers, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the numbers, you know, the THC, if, if you're a THC guy, go over the THC. I'm more of a terpene flavor guy. Um, so if it's, you know, 19%, three or 4%, you know, terpene profile in it all day. Um, so that's really great to see, you know, they, they did, you guys had what, I think $14 grams or $12 grams too? Yeah. All the way up grams, to, all the way yeah. Up to, yeah. yeah. So what, what is the, the pricing, I guess you guys right. have? Yeah. So we have like, right now we have 19 strains total, but we're starting with the eight just to give you guys a preview and to not, you know, attack the customers with so many options that they can't choose. Yeah. But the first three are $5 grams. It's peach rings, blue unicorn, which is the one he's talking about with the, Lower THC count, it's nineteen percent, but the terpenes on it, it tastes like blueberries. It's yeah, just so it was sweet. So good. It's my favorite. But I had a licorice profile almost with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a slight licorice profile for me. Nice. Um, and I really enjoyed that. And I normally don't like licorice, but I'm like, this is actually good. And I think it was that that berry flavor that you're talking yep. about. Um, I think that's what saved it. And you know, for me anyway, I'm just not licorice. Yeah. But I was like, this is really good. If it's very strong, I love it. 
Um, you know, it's something that you don't get every day. Yeah, blue unicorn cross. Oh, I mean, some blue dream cross with unicorn proof. That's how you get that one. And okay. Names are weird, but yeah. And then we have Dosilato for five. And then we go up from here to like for the pre rolls is twelve, and then twelve, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I actually swapped 13, 13, 14. Sorry, because I know that's Gary Payton, and Gary Payton is our highest percentage one. That's yeah, the, everyone's yeah. favorite. Yeah, I actually tried that one too. Yeah, yeah I tried that one as well. Let me scoot over. Let you let you get over here too. Leo. Do yeah. your thing. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, like we have quite a range, and the pre rolls are all nut run. We put in the back. We actually have our manufacturing license too on site, so we get cool. to do the pre rolls ourselves and make sure everything's fresh for you guys. But yeah, going all the way over, like the first three, the reason why they're five dollars is our October harvest. Like it's. It's all indoor, it's all quality, but you know, after a couple of months being stored properly, no matter what you do, it's gonna get a little bit darker unless you freeze it. And that has its own benefit benefits and you know detraction. So we kind of try not to do that, just so we can keep the terpene count and the terpene flavor profile quality. Nice. And after that, you know, we have these ones are this year's harvest and our sourdough, which I believe is this one right here, is it's the best tasting one we have right now. That's for the newest quality. Um, it doesn't really hit as hard as the Gary Payton, but it has that flavor profile and it has the looks and everything that everyone wants. It has all the marks, like look, smell, and taste. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, have uh, actually two more. Sorry, before I. Oh, no, no, no. I was, I was like, oh, I don't know if he's. Oh, I guess you don't uh, like these ones. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we partnered with uh, Lucky Cultivation. I'm really happy to have him on our team. Um, Wyatt's a great guy. And, but yeah, we have two of his strains right here. I believe this one's our runts, and then he has the animal mints, which he actually won cannabis cup for New Mexico best hybrid first place for this one. So, and you can get that, you know, at a quality price at our store as well. Am I allowed to do pricing here? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do whatever yeah, you want. Fifty bucks a gram. <laughs> well, fifty bucks for an eighth, and that's after taxes. That's out the door. So all of our tax, all of our pricing actually includes taxes too. So, like when I say five dollars, I really mean you're paying five dollars for it. Tax included, you can walk out the door with just a five dollar bill to get you a pre roll, and that goes for everything we have. We have chocolates too, and oh, the chocolates are amazing. I'm gonna have to, yeah, go ahead and showcase them. Yeah, yeah, have a good time with them. Yeah, I'm gonna take a couple off for you guys. Let me scoot back into frame a little bit. There. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, we have some truffles, I'll show you them like this. They are premium. The ganache is fire. We only use, thank you. We only, yeah. uh, Use real chocolate. We can get our chocolate up to eight pounds, like for a commercial buy. So we don't, we can't get like mass chocolate. That's as much we can buy per amount. And we have milk chocolate, white chocolate, and the one that's down here is actually our ganache. It's a, let me put back up here for you guys. <laughs> it's a pink chocolate, but it's actually because the chocolate is unfermented before mm. it's turned into a chocolate, so it doesn't turn brown and it has more of a fruity flavor to it. So these ones are. 20 milligrams for four, well, 20 milligrams total, but you get four. And then for the churro ones, which is these ones right here, you get 40 milligrams at 10 a piece. So if you're not big on, you know, feeling too much, you can do the five milligram, or if you want to feel a little bit more, you can do the 10 milligram a piece. But they are amazing. It's, it's more for the flavor. The chocolate's out of this world. Then we have a horchata bar, 100 milligrams total, five per square. Also hits, and then we have the, was a maple pecan. You guys want to see that salted maple pecan and the dark Aztec chocolate. It has a hint of chili, so it's got a little heat to it. But it's Ooh, you know, if you're yeah. a vegan, you can have that one. It doesn't have anything but chocolate and chili. So nice. And I just wanted to show this. I love this this box right here. Uh, packaging. Um, one of the things I, I really always appreciate is customer experience. Um, and 
that's something that people really take into account. If you look at Apple and all these other businesses um, that do things really well, they have that customer experience. And this is a part of customer experience. Yes, you know, yes. So congratulations <laughs> on this. A lot Thank of people you. don't really take that into mind. I know Farmers does a really good job of customer experience when it comes to the boxing. Um, so, you know, that's something they don't really see every day. Um, so it's something I wanted to highlight that, you know, customer experience <laughs> is something very important. <laughs> yes, that's kind of why we have this box too. Yes. Like whenever you go into the dispensary, you can actually take it and mm -hmm. look at it with a magnifying glass. And then we have a smell option. So you got to shake it a little bit to get labor to come back out. Yeah, we have all the options for the customer to actually do everything but taste it. Like you, we want you to know what you're buying before you buy it. We're not trying to you know, hide behind anything or give you one thing or the other. It's all up front, all right here. You can check it out, see what you want, read about it, and then you know make a decision. Nice. Right. I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate you showing all of this, you know, you pretty much almost your whole inventory. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have more stuff, yeah. but you know, showing us a you know, huge chunk of the inventory and everything. Cause I know you guys have some stuff in the works. I mean, can you share us some secret squirrel, you know, information? Oh, yes. strength, some uh, are, right now? Oh, I mean, yeah, I have, we have a lot of different cultivars that we can throw out there right now. I mean, we have fruity pebbles in the back. We have, what is it? Gorilla glue number four, Gorilla glue Tropicana. Oh man, the list goes on. I can't even think of them all right now. <laughs> I kind of put you on the spot with <laughs> yeah, that one. I know. <laughs> sure, but yeah, like like I said, we have 19 strains total right now, um, and we're always trying to figure out which one works best for us, which one grows the best. So we will be changing them in the future. But the way it goes right now, how I'm doing it is like if we can run out of inventory on these, then I'll go ahead and put in a new strain for everyone. So like as soon as we run through the five dollar grams i believe it's like 17 dollars for an eighth and 34 for seven grams and that's just for these three i mean there's nowhere in town doing that and that's after taxes i mean if you give me 17 dollars, i'll give you an eighth nice. straight up yeah that's, that's great no that's that's, that's yeah. something that you don't see in a market that's still um not seen as stable you know it's still so you know in its infancy years um so yeah that's really good to see you know especially in that pricing because some places you go thirty dollars still fifty dollars still for the yeah meat. yeah um and you're like whoa that's crazy and that's still you know something that's not even top shelf <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly you're like oh i don't want to know what that top shelf is it's probably like an eighty dollar eighth that's a little ridiculous right i mean i'll never get to an eighty dollar eighth but these ones are fifty i mean yeah, no, that's that's pretty are, common. They're amazing, yeah. Yeah, but you know, that's it's more of a quality thing, you know, or you know, the higher THC thing, you know, especially in today's market, um, which you know, things like I said are slowly going to change nationally, you know, throughout time. It's going to do that a few times, you know. There's going to be different trends, just like in the alcohol market, right? Now, you know, everybody's going towards a seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole seltzer thing that they're doing. So, uh, but yeah, but getting back to you guys and everything. So, are you guys a vertically integrated? Yes, uh, vertically yeah. integrated. Um, I'm actually just the retail manager and owner. Like, I handle the retail side where we, the layout actually I designed myself. Nice. I have to put the walls up. And yeah. then when it comes to the, what is it, the display cases and everything, like, that was all me. Okay. Uh, the growing is all Justin Savvy. He is our, you know, our producer. Yeah. I'm nice. so happy to have him. And then we have, Erica Paris, she's going to be our culinary artist, and she handles all the edibles for us. And nice. makes, you know, she's a magician, and she's just a great cook yeah. in general. Nice. And then we have Mike uh, Spritzer. He's going to be the one who's making our rosins and our hash and things like that. We actually have been making bubble hash. We finally got our manufacturer's three license, so we're doing the bubble hash now. We're going to press that to make it into some rosins, and we have some you know, live rosin that won't be you know eighty dollars or ninety dollars. <laughs> I'll try to keep it at a at a livable rate. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's gonna be fire rosin. Nice, yeah, and that's great to see. You know, in New Mexico, we've actually gotten props for our hash. You know, our hash game here in the state because mm -hmm. a lot of people sleep on us just because you know they don't really know we're here. Um, <laughs> and so 
that they don't realize that we actually have some really good hash here because we're bored and we figure some things out, you know, and there's a lot of people here that have connections with people from all over the world. And New Mexico is actually a very enchanting place. So some people come here to just relax and release and they'll meet people on the way and share, share their, you know, their you know, craft or their information or whatever. And some of us will take onto it and really take it to seriousness to the point where it gets where it is now. So it's great to see that you guys are along in that trade with it too. So thank you. Thank yeah, you. Welcome one, to that. One more thing. I forgot to mention it. Okay. Alyssa, go ahead. Alyssa, Alyssa is also in our group. She's actually the businesswoman who handles the paperwork side of it. Okay. Like I, you know, handle the pricing and everything, but she's the one who actually got us our permits and our licenses. She does all that. So it takes a crowd to make it into this kind of community and this kind of business. Like it's no single person can do it on their own. And yeah. If you're trying, like, please get help. Like it's, it's a, we're local, you know, we want to keep each other local. If you want help trying to figure out how to get your producer's license, we will help you with that. We have a lot of retail out now, like, but we yeah. need more producers. We need more growers yeah. and hydroponic side will help you on that side. And then the other side will help you getting your license too. We're, we're here to help. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and I've talked about this before, you know, the, the black market's kind of starting to dwindle down here because the prices are starting to kind of match or become I, cheaper than I, that. I, so we're, we're going to, you're going to have to become, friends with a lot of producers in the area you have no choice <laughs> are you going to go out of business that's the uh, yeah that's, that's the that's the way it goes um but yeah definitely you know um that is something that i'm glad you're doing because you know reaching out and working as a community is something that you know this industry has been lacking and i'm glad that you guys are reaching out you know and being a leader oh and yes that, you know like yes. being a leader being starting out and saying we are going to reach out and say hey if you need help we are going to help you you know, oh, yeah. like we'll, we'll help you with the information you need, you know, I because mean, a lot of people are confused. Yes, yeah, it's, you know. it's a confusing time. It's a brand new system. It's a brand new thing for us. So like, there's not a lot of people you can go to to get help you know, with file track or with, or with just, you know, applying for the licensing. It's all fresh for the people who are giving you your license. They don't know exactly what's happening too sometimes. So it's good to kind of work together and we wouldn't be here without other people. I mean, like Headspace helped us get our Full market, or I want to say our full lineup together because we don't have our own hash infused pre rolls yet, okay. things like that. So we're trying to have everything for everyone. And then the kitchen, mm -hmm. you know, bless them. Chris Baca is an amazing person, and nice. their edibles are amazing too. Like, so I'm not trying to compete, you know, I'll have both of them, them and ours. You know, they have their gummies and their chocolates, and we have our chocolates and our hard candies and our truffles. But yeah, like, like I said, we're, we're a community, and I'm not going to try to. You know corner of market i want to have everyone's stuff in our place if we can so that way we all have an option and a chance to to grow together because that's the only way we're going to work it yeah yeah because the competitive side yeah yeah because i mean cannabis is one of the only industries where you go in and it's like your own product solely like you know you don't go to like a mom and pop <laughs> restaurant and they're selling their own soda you yeah, know they're selling yeah. pepsi coke or you know a product like that yeah you know so th there's nothing wrong with selling other products inside of your store so that's great that you guys are so welcoming like that too to, to invite more products and not just your own line oh, yeah. um and speaking of other products so what other products do you have other than cannabis i noticed when i was in you guys had some pipes and some you know other stuff like that yes. some smoking products you know just in case someone maybe missed the first time or maybe they forgot all right yeah thank you actually for bringing that up well we have a, one of our investors is actually a flip he does glass himself okay so we have an in-house glass blower too and he makes the pipes and the bongs and the recyclers for us and then we also have terry that we're partnering with he has some great unique artwork like he does a lot with faces and eyes so we have some pipes that showcase from him and yeah so we do have a little wide range of things so nice yeah. so you guys have more of the collector kind of glass too oh yeah because oh, it's great. all handcrafted we don't yeah. nothing you know i want to say made from china and no china glass nothing easy to break or yeah. you know pre-manufactured where it's all cookie cutter everything's hand blown nice 
of us. So. Yeah, and that's kind of a craft that some people probably feel are, you know, is, is losing or, you know, becoming less known. You know, it's just faster to do it in a manufacturing way, but it is, it it's is. Just sometimes not the best quality. Exactly. <laughs> you got all yeah, bubbles like, and stuff yeah. in it. Yeah, you know? That's how it goes, yeah. <laughs> so we have, since we have our own blower, it's like, it's just good to know that we can provide a little bit for everybody on that aspect. Like, we can get some, you know, cheap glass if you guys would like. We'll, we'll fill the market, you know. But <laughs> for the more pricey stuff, the heady stuff, we do also have our own in-house glass blower who can give nice. you something unique. Yeah. yeah, and especially with the rosin you guys got coming out, you want some heady nice. stuff, right? Yes. <laughs> I can't wait for our rosin to be honest. Like, oh, it's. I can't wait to show you guys. <laughs> nice, nice. So, I mean, last question for you guys before you know we move on to the rest of the topic. So, what are the plans for Dr. Green after you know this retail? Do you guys plan on maybe doing a consumption lounge, maybe some more retails? You know, what's going on? Oh, I mean, we maybe a little Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna build a little Dubai. I, I like to keep it in town. You know, I want if we can't you know work Las Cruces and make that our home, I don't want to move to El Paso instead. I want to like make this our home first because we're here for the. For you guys for like, like i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys if you know me so why wouldn't i pay it forward so. right exactly <laughs> but yeah things that we are in the works you know not necessarily solid but we have been talking about trying to do like a little bed and breakfast oh, thing cool. and then also we want to have a consumption lounge but we might want to just you know small scale it maybe have like a bus that you can sign a waiver around things like that but yeah we are trying to grow but first we got to build up our customer base so that's why i'm here and you know getting that exposure yeah nice <laughs> well i mean thank you for being here and um welcome to the competitive market i wish you guys nothing but the best of luck thank you man i yeah. really appreciate it yeah no problem um anyway guys we're gonna go on to the rest of the um the episode um i mean by all means keep looking at the product if you like <laughs> it's gonna be there for the rest of the episode um but we're gonna be talking about the rest of the topics um i can't go another episode lately without talking talking about the bubble but the bubble has claimed its victims already in albuquerque so it looks like albuquerque businesses are already up for sale um, some of them already up for $11 million all the way down to, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars. Um, and some are probably even going for more, you know, I just don't know about them. And it's not what's being reported. Um, they go anywhere from just a retail spot all the way up to a, you know, vertically integrated cannabis establishment. Um, you know, what's your kind of feels on that, you know, especially, you know, just coming into the market now. Um, it's such a crazy marketplace, you know, what is your thoughts on that? Especially going on in Albuquerque. It's like the biggest market that we have in the state. Ooh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of scary because I mean, we actually do have some product from, Albuquerque Mountaintop Extracts. We have their rosin, oh no, their, their caviar, and then we have their disposable carts, half gram for $23. I mean, again, can't beat the pricing. I won't beat the dead horse, but <laughs> <laughs> and we also have some of their edibles and their topicals too. Their Wonder yeah. Bear works great for bruises and you know, mm -hmm. aching joints. But yeah, yeah it's, it's scary that topic because big money is big money. Like we started. Just from us, I and mean, we put yeah. up our houses on the line. Mm. I put up like all my savings on the line. So yeah. it's like we, we, we got so lucky that it's all of us that came together to make this work in the end. Because we thought it was going to happen just from going through the construction and trying to get the retail side open to begin with. That yeah. almost sank us. Yeah. And we have so much like product. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> I can only imagine like you know people with money coming in from outside and buying us out and things like that. Like that's never going to happen with us specifically. But in Albuquerque, it's already happening. You know, like everybody has a dollar limit and we want to kind of keep the money local, you know, like I don't want it to be bought out from someplace in Oregon or in Washington or, you know, Cali. And then the money gets shipped out of here. You know, we just I'm, I'm, we need to keep the money local. 
No, definitely. You know, and I already spoke about this, you know, with the black market or, you know, the some people call it traditional market or the legacy market. But here in New Mexico, the legacy producers are from the medical side. So that term's a little confusing yeah. um, for us here in the state. Anyway, I've heard it used um, nationwide. And I'm just like, guys, that's a little confusing for me because we call our legacy producers the people that were on the medical side. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for slang, we call them the dirty 30. Um, so, yeah, that's it's really interesting to hear that because, you know, we, we do want to keep it local. And with, you know, us having that issue of an illegal market still and people buying from it and trying to pass it off as New Mexico, you know, the using a loophole that's inside of um, our tracking system. Um, they're not being very local and they're not supporting local, you exactly, know, because yeah. they're coming from Oklahoma, California, Colorado, because as, as we know, Colorado's um, had a second bubble and we'll probably see that too. Once Texas goes legal here in New Mexico, but Colorado's having issues too. Their cells are plummeting. Um, and it's most likely due because due to us, you know, going legal here in New Mexico, because a lot of their business not only came from New Mexico, but Texas, because Texans would drive up to Colorado. They would make that further drive yeah. to go up there and get cannabis and go back. Now they just stop here. It's a lot quicker. And then they go it. back. So we not only stopped going to Colorado and giving them business for the most part, we took Texas um, away from them. And that was probably a huge chunk. And now they're starting to feel it. So there's another bubble going on the same time we're having here in New Mexico. And it looks like Colorado is going to have another stabilizing point in their market to try to figure out what they're going to do. I think there's going to have to be some legislative changes um, within their market to kind of make it more stable um, again. But we're, only time will really tell yeah. um, on that market. I mean, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one there because they've been open for so long. And yeah. to see that happen with just us opening up has such a major change. Like it's. Yeah. I, I'm not sure, you know, like I, I feel like it really matters with the price point for the areas. Like if the dispensaries can't match the price for the black market, then they, you know, they can't. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of an issue that we're facing here. It's like, we don't have enough growers, so we can't fulfill all the needs of all the yeah. customers that we have here. So now we're seeing that happen and I won't say who or who's not doing that, but I mean, there's, there's just not enough producers for the amount. I mean, how many do we have licensing in the state of Las Cruces? Like a hundred dispensary licenses yeah alone. like something so, some crazy that's just Las Cruces yeah like so through the state we're probably over a thousand now yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine so like it's it's one of those things where like we need more producers which is what I was saying earlier we will help you get your producers if that's what you want because we need that here desperately and as soon as we have that you know then we can work on our own prices and have that kind of shield from other I want to say competition or companies once yeah. we I mean I'm, I'm doing it here by putting our prices so low. You'll never find prices this low at other dispensaries just because I have my own grower. We can do that because we're local. We can, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that we have to do that, but I mean, one way or another, we got to keep the money local and I'm going to do what I can to support the community. So. Yeah, no, that's great that you guys are doing that because, you know, in the end, you know, bad actors, you know, they'll, they'll go out, you know, some will stick around, you know, but in the end, like I said, there's going to be two bowls. Um, we're going to see the same one that Colorado's seeing right now. So if you want to know what the future is like here in New Mexico, keep an eye on Colorado right now. Um, and because that ripple is just going to be felt here even further. Once Texas actually goes legal, we probably have a good five, six years um, before something big happens in Texas. I wouldn't say they go legal before something big happens and it changes and it might change our market. Um, we won't have as long a time as Colorado um, did um, over a decade um, with, with our, with the money that we got, they got from us. Um, but we'll have a little bit of a chunk of change from Texas, um, for that time being. So with that being said, you know, we're going to have to all not just think about the bubble we have now with how many, you know, retails we have, how many are there going to be by this time next year, okay. which there's going to be significantly less. Um, but also when Texas changes their laws, we also need to do something about that too, to keep that money either here 
or for us to either kind of look at and see where we're at with our industry to see what needs to change legislatively. Legislatively, things need to change all the time, but that is probably going to be a very, very big turning point in our uh, market and our program. And I kind of feel that we need to watch what Colorado is going to do. I wouldn't say we need to do what they do, but we need to either not do what they do or we need to take something from that playbook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like watch and learn, but not necessarily follow. Exactly. Because, yeah. you know, in New Mexico, you know, a lot of people don't know this, you know, a lot of things that work in other places don't work here. Um, we're its own animal. We're totally different. And, you know, I tell people that all the time. Take what you think, what you know about that state and do not apply it here because this is something totally different. We operate different. It's very clicky here. And if you're not local, people usually don't like you. And, you know, it's for good reasons. You know, we have a lot of history with people from outside. You know, there's a lot of bad history with that. So, I mean, you can't blame us, but at the same time, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's the way New Mexico is. And will it change one day? Yeah, I mean, everything changes through time. But, you know, that's the way things are right now in our market. And, you know, I hope things, you know, change for the better and people start working with each other more. You know, yes, that's really yes. what I hope is, like, you know, I, unity. Like you asked, like, I, I want to make sure that we can start fostering that more. I mean, I already have some of Matchbox's stuff in my store. I haven't told them that yet, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, like we're trying to, always be there for the, the community you know like a lot of our founders love the matchbox community or that group so yeah. like you know why why not help each other instead of her because there is enough to go around like that that's don't don't feel like there's not there's enough to go around that's why the prices are so exorbitant in certain stores is because there's enough to go around they can do that but in the end like you know we're in a recession not everyone has money and mm -hmm. yes while people want the best stuff and are willing to pay for the best stuff i'm trying to hit every demographic like i want everyone to feel comfortable coming to my store and same thing for every other retail you know i want them comfortable speaking to us and we can work something out you know to make sure that everybody gets some kind of exposure because you know it's like you said we we don't like outsiders and <laughs> and it's it's fair but yeah. i do want to make sure that we can at least keep our insiders friendly between each other because we also love to compete with each other this, yeah. this place is you know me versus you and I don't see how we can win that way. So yeah, yeah, you know, there's there's a point where we work together, but we're also competitors at the same time. Even mm -hmm. Apple and Microsoft work together sometimes on projects. You know, Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. You know, we're known to be friends. <laughs> you know, they, they, you know, Bill Gates helped Steve Jobs many a times on yeah. projects. You know, they flew out there and helped them. Um, so you know, the the competitor side and the friendship side. You know, they're two different things, but you can still do both. Yeah, you know, you, you can, can still do both. two sides of the same coin. Yeah, you know, and if it comes to the competitive side and one wins and the other doesn't, then, you know, uh, regroup and try to figure it out or move on to something else. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just, that's the way it is. Um, so, but yeah, let's, let's keep on with the, the bubble. I mean, this whole conversation <laughs> is about the bubble and, you know, it's, it's about having the mindset too, but what's happening in Albuquerque is just, um, it's almost like a tsunami. Um, when a tsunami hits, it's mostly through earthquakes or other, you know, tectonic movements. Um, it triggers in the ocean, almost like a domino effect. So it creates one big shock wave and then it creates this wave. And then throughout the time of it being in the ocean, it's really unnoticeable. It's really calm because it's under the water. And then once it starts breaking land is when it really starts to notice. And that's when you get that big rush. And it's not even a wave. It's just like a rush of water. I, I was in Hawaii when we had um, the tsunami. Actually, I think the, the anniversary for the tsunami or for the earthquake in Japan was recent. I was actually in Hawaii at that time. I was stationed there and um, we had the tsunami warning. And, you know, that's how I learned all about this, you know, because I had no, I was from New Mexico. We don't deal with tsunamis. And so um, I learned a lot about tsunamis, you know, that time. And so this is kind of what's happening. Albuquerque, we're seeing this closing, this big closure happen, this, this big reset. These people are getting sold, these uh, businesses. And, and I'm guessing some of them are MSOs. 
um, you know, because that's what some of them are probably sitting on the sidelines waiting for because it's going to be cheap. And so they were waiting on the sidelines. And so, boom, we have this here. Now, this ripple probably isn't going to be felt for a little bit, and it's traveling on its way down and usually hits Las Cruces second because we're the second largest city in the state. Um, so whatever happens in Albuquerque normally mirrors us, but it happens a little slower. So we're going to see this, and it's probably already happening here in Cruces. Um, we're probably just not being reported as much, um, but I'm pretty sure a few places are probably up for sale already, um, if not already sold. And so we're probably going to start seeing that Albuquerque. It's going to it's on a larger scale, and so that's why this is being reported this way. Um, like I said, most of them are probably going to be MSOs from out of state. They were just sitting there waiting on the sidelines. You know, these guys they have more than enough money to either open up an estate and wait out the first wave, second wave or just come in on the second wave and, you know, ride it out from there and do good or whatever, you know, sell their Walmart wheat. Um, so it's going to get crazy. Um, it's it's going to get ruthless. And I, I just wish everybody the best. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I wish everybody the best. And um, I just hope that it doesn't get too crazy out there. So uh, hang on to your butts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been rough for us from the start, just getting open. So we're used to the crazy already. And Finally, we're here, you know, so like, yeah. it just takes one. So if you come out and check us out once, I promise you, you won't regret it and it'll be worth the time. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, just talking about something else, we'll go on to the next topic. This one's actually, I'm going to be quick about this one. If a lot of you don't know, Bright Green here in New Mexico, they have a federal license to grow cannabis and actually they're allowed to distribute it too. And so um, they're pretty much legally through the federal government allowed to grow, sell, and do whatever they want with cannabis in the state. And they have like 500,000 plants or a plant count or something ridiculous. Um, they're actually on um, trading. So they just got a $3 million um, share. Someone bought $3 million worth of shares on the stock. And I'll, I'll tell everybody what the stock number is. If you guys want to are investors, you, know, you don't care, whatever. If you want to make money, I'll tell you guys all the information. Um, Capitalist, you know, society, I get it. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to be neutral here with you guys. Um, so it looks like at 95 cents a share, um, it came at like 3.6 million shares or something like that. So it's under a dollar the shares right now. And it looks like they, it, after taxes and all the fees, it was like three and a half million. So that's about what it is. Um, so it's trading on the NASDAQ and the BGXX, or as BGXX is its little, little tag. And um, it was officially added into the United States. Um, uh, market, which is crazy because there's really no other just like uh, cannabis businesses allowed to do that, you know, so it's really odd to just like see a cannabis business because most of them are that are on the mar stock market or on the Canadian market. Yeah, because it's federally legal. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how, you know, like, uh, I think it's umbrella, you know, I think that's how they're under there and all that. Um, the DEA listed them as a uh, federally licensed cannabis cultivator earlier this month. So, you know, it's like super official. And they already have a huge, massive facility. The reason why that they're on the stock market in the first place is to raise $500 million to expand their manufacturing and their production. Um, so, yeah, I think they're trying to hit their number mark of how many plants they're going to grow. So uh, look out. Um, I think that's over in Grants. Um, have you heard about the Bright Green Corporation and all that? No? Not. Yeah. So yeah, they came in um, just around the time we were legalizing and we're trying to get things going. They won that contract. And uh, it's been a little interesting because, you know, the, before that, I think the only ones, um, University of Mississippi, you know, they're the only ones that have the contract. Now the federal government opened it to more. And, you know, here in New Mexico, we, we have that one. I didn't realize how many plants they had. And that is like ridiculous. Yeah, that's a large number. And it's, I mean, I can't imagine trying to grow that much. Like with our 200 plant count, just from space wise alone, it's 
it's a logistical nightmare. Like, yeah. you know, if you're actually trying to grow quality bud, you have to go in and trim every day. You have to watch your plants and become the plant, like know what it needs and what it doesn't need. And, you know, at 200, just getting that done, is, it's, it's, we spend a lot of time trimming. Like, that's yeah. most of my day. I just spend in the back. Taking off called trim gel. Yeah, it's like, called <laughs> trim gel for a reason. <laughs> I can't imagine what a, what a plant count. How much was it? Five hundred thousand plants. Yeah, I think like, they have like five hundred thousand plants or something ridiculous. So yeah, like you, some ridiculous amount of plants. You know they're going to be using machines to trim. Them, yeah, like hands down. Yeah. So it's you know if you want the Walmart weed, you can have it. It's there. But yeah. If you want the love and the terpenes. Yeah, exactly. Here. Like me, like I'm, I'm, I'm the terp guy. Yeah, I'm walking in. I'm saying, "What well, tastes good? I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how I feel. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I was like, put my fingers over the numbers. What tastes good? <laughs> so I'm that guy. I'm I'm pretty simple. I just like the flavor. But anyway, um, but yeah, I just wanted to touch base on that. Some of you probably follow Bright Green or know about Bright Green, but you know that is something huge. Um, if you're an investor and you want to invest in it, that that's your information right there. Go ahead and do it. Whatever, that's your choice. Um, if not, then, then don't. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on here in the state. Uh, my only worry is with 500,000 plants, where's all that dang water going to come from? Oh, <laughs> that part, I didn't even think That's about a that. lot of water they're going to be trying to go for. Yeah, yeah. they're trying to expand You know, with $500 million. You know, that's a, that's a big expansion. That's it, a huge expansion. Sense. Yeah, it's massive. That's half a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, just keep on lookout for that, guys. If you happen to be in the Grants area and you, you work here or something, reach out to me. I want to hear some more about what's going on here. Um, you know, I, I just want a little bit more information on that. So yeah, let me know, hit me up. Anyway, um, next topic um, that we're going to be talking about, because, you know, that's pretty much all we got for the bright green is uh, testing here in New Mexico. So as you guys know, here in New Mexico, you know, it's a requirement to test. However, our history with testing, you know, historically, um, it kind of sucks in the state because we haven't had that many testing facilities historically to start out with. On the medical side, we had a total of three at one time. And then we went down to two and then we had one here in Las Cruces and then went up to Albuquerque and then we were left with none down here once legalization came around. Mm -hmm. So now um, we're at a point where we have a total of five and those five are, which, which is great. You know, like we need more, don't get me wrong, but we need way more than five. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, we have way more producers in the South, I believe, than we do in the North part of the state. So I kind of feel that the need for, and I get it guys, it's not Albuquerque. So you don't want to come down here, but the need is down here. Um, if it's a business that you really want to do, you know, come down to Southern New Mexico, you open up in Las Cruces, even then, um, we have a lot of producers in the area, you know, especially with the Hatch Valley, even, you know, the Las Cruces farming area down over, you know, even near Vado and all there, um, it, down to Anthony, you know, we need testing facilities. Um, what's your, you know, real experience in trying to get testing done with you guys, you know, you know, cause you have your own production, you know, has it been, that been a nightmare too, since, mm. you know, there's really not much nice. here or? It's it's more like a time nightmare nightmare because there's so many people trying to get things tested. I usually they're like a week or two weeks out to get you your product tested. Yeah. But we go to Albuquerque. Like, yeah. We go to Argon Labs and we have our stuff tested there. Yeah. So it's like it's, you know, enough said. We're going to Albuquerque, but at the same time, we are getting our stuff tested in a in a timely manner. We got to just make sure, like you know, be a couple of weeks ahead just to be safe. Yeah. But yeah, we do that need more, and we need like. I, I want to say better training and testing. So I know that a couple of new ones have a new machine that comes out, but like you kind of need to know how to use that machine instead of just, you know, getting the test out quickly. Cause I feel like sometimes the test, well, when I've taken it to two different locations, it's been, you know, different results from the two. So like, what are the variances between the two and the numbers? What, what did you notice? Is it like, well, one, it was like the, the pesticide count between one and the other. And then it was the, the, uh, fungal, no, not fungal. yeah, it was a fungal count between one and the other. One was passing in like minuscule, and the other one was like it was over. Like we, 
but the way that the one at the second one that was over is they test it without washing the material first so like if you i mean like getting it from them from us to them if it was in the air open air at some point in time even if it's like a dead fungal matter if it touched the plant yeah or the the sample it's contaminated enough for it to show up in the machine yeah. even though like it should be washed first so that way if it's dead and not alive or it didn't live at any point in time on the on the plant it shouldn't count yeah so that's like one of those things where we're running into an issue where like we're getting these new testing facilities but they're not following the proper protocol to get the test properly done yeah so it's like you gotta you gotta know what you're doing you gotta know who you're working with and and you know all these places they have different equipment you know someone might have older equipment someone might have more leading equipment um that's going to be more accurate because you know historically through the industry we had a variance of anywhere from 15 to 20 percent yeah you know of, of variance and that's huge yeah, you know that is like, massive yeah. um you know that, that could change things you know exponentially when it comes to you know safety and health you know like something that it was deemed safe is now not safe because the test wasn't done right or the machine wasn't calibrated or it just wasn't accurate now exactly. we have more innovation with legalization and we're getting more accurate however you know we're just waiting for these other businesses to kind of catch up and be on par and that's one thing that i've been trying to talk about with testing for a long time and you know i i worry about testing because it's so important and the reason why i worry about it is because once federal legalization comes which is a lot sooner than we think <laughs> um we're gonna have to federally test our cannabis so now we need to practice testing our cannabis so that way once federal legalization comes we're not worried about it we're not running around like oh my gosh i can't do this no i didn't know i can't do this mm -hmm. well you know we, we should have been prepared you know we, we knew this day was coming and so testing is one of those things and if we can get that squared away and if we can figure that out and show everybody that we can actually test accurately we can you know remedy in a certain way or we can just ensure that what we're putting on the shelves is safe then we'll probably have an easier time decriminalizing cannabis on a federal level you know yeah. and i said legalize but i really meant decriminalize and removing from you know uh, the scheduling altogether because that's really what you want if it moves down in scheduling it gets a little weird and then pharma gets involved and you know then mama pops kind of go out of business in general so yeah um i just wanted to clarify i was talking about that cool. um so what are like what is your maybe idea or maybe do you have any ideas of what should be done for testing or do we just need more testing no, you're right. We just need more testing, like more testing, maybe more mm, like training of the testing, too. So like if you because some of the testing problems were, were like or the issues that we're having with testing were with the newer ones, like the newer yeah. machines, because they're so precise. You have to be like you have to know what you're doing with the machine because you can find, you know, like viruses, fungal, like insect debris or whatever in the air. Like it's, yeah. you know, yeah, it's just around everywhere. Yeah. So I'm we're doing masks and stuff, doing our best to keep the testing proper. But like now we're just getting hit for pesticides that we made sure that were like not present by the time we got to flowering or not present in any of our accounts. Like we're we're following the proper protocol to get the the bud to be indoor clean quality, and yet we're getting hit with like a a minor like a fungal um, like a failing for a fungicide or something like that. And then it's like hack how like we we've been doing this for so long how is this fungal site showing up now and present in this amount when we stop more than long enough then more than enough like washing or cleaning of the material to make sure it's clean and i don't know man it's just it's it's frustrating to see that happen sometimes because i'm like it's the buds quality it's passed at these other two locations and then we go to the third and then it's not and they're like why are these numbers so much higher here than there and it's probably just because 
they didn't like properly handle it while they were getting it there. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't want to stop you there, but you know, you said you kind of tested it three different places. Yeah. And you know, that's a lot of people wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you got to know? know who you're working with. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Know, it's one of those things where we're trying to get closer. You yeah. don't have to go all the way to Albuquerque. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, but yeah. that's what we ended up having to do because like, yeah. their testing results are more, I want to say if it's more accurate because they're using more machines, but their, their results are more steady. Like you're seeing a less margin of difference between from their testing results than from the other two. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those things like the other one passed. Yeah. But it still showed like, like a higher percentage than the first one. And yeah. It's like, and then it gets a third and it's even higher. I'm like, what's, why is it going up? Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't make any sense. So, so that's, I, yeah, I kind of feel we also need some, some kind of, uh, some kind of regulation where we have something on the playing field that's more level because we don't even have regulations on what kind of equipment to use, you know, because I mean, there is, but isn't, yeah. um, you know, like the equipment that we use, you know, isn't really, it's out of date, you know, and no one's really forced to have more up to date scientific, you know, stuff. And I get it. It's expensive. Don't get me wrong. You know, don't get me wrong. It's really <laughs> expensive, but at the same time, you know, this is people's health we're talking about. Exactly. You know, and so that's one of those things. It's like, well, this is people's health. Like, I get it. It's expensive, but this is the kind of industry that we're in. Yeah. Um, you know, things change, you know, technology advances. And, you know, that's just one of those business costs, yeah. you know, that has to go in it. And, you know, if you're really passionate about getting people a clean product, you'd be passionate about, you know, <clears throat> having clean tests. Exactly. So, you know, but yeah. But anyway, guys, that's what I want to talk about, you know, with uh, the testing and the cannabis and all that. And that's pretty much all I have for this week. However, I do have one announcement. I got a bonus thing for y'all. And I'll let you, if you have any announcements, you know, and I'll let you do the sign out, actually. Um, so Ashtag Grassy Logic is going on its own little platform. So we're going to be on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart. And YouTube on its own Ash Chad Grassy Logic name it will no longer be under the Messiah Valley. I think we'll put still put it on there, but you can find it under Ash Chad Grassy Logic on its own podcast channel, on its own YouTube channel. Um, and so from here on out, we're going to be putting it on there. We're going to slowly start getting the other older episodes on there, so you can still catch that on the Messiah Valley news side. But the newer episodes from here on out are going to be on the new one. Um, I'll get the links and everything out for you guys uh, probably today. So um, look out for that, Ashtag Grassy Logic, on its own little thing. So that's all I got. And uh, go ahead and take us out, man. Well, yeah, well first off, congratulations. Thank and you. That's great. And I, one last thing, we're actually only accepting cash right now. Uh, we didn't want to go through the card thing. You know, it's kind of pseudo-legal, so we're not legal. So we're just going to let that go. Get it. And yeah, <laughs> and we're getting an ATM this weekend. So nice. you guys will be good to go. And we can help anyone out, whoever wants to show up. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, once again, Dr. Green Organics and 5555 South Maine. Uh, make sure it's 5555, not 555. <laughs> 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 we've had a lot of people go to 555 South Main and they end up downtown. We're a little further out down Main. So, yeah, check us out and I'll be there. So, nice. Yeah. Well, you know, look out for him and everything. And uh, I'll probably be stopping by again and grab some more of that high terpene cannabis. Yes. So, <laughs> but anyway, guys, I'll also be here again next week and um, look out for uh, Dr. Green Organics, guys. And uh, look out for the new channel. All right, guys. Shoots. Later. <laughs>